What is up, everybody? It's Garrett the Trash Man. You are listening to Trash Talk, and he is becoming a regular. We got John Ballard again with us tonight. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Oh, just having a good time. (laughs) You doing all right? Oh, yeah. All right, dude. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. First, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Larson Waste. Um, Hands down, world's best trash company. Um, Hit them up for any of your waste needs. And I'm talking medical waste, hazardous waste, municipal waste, construction waste. doesn't matter. Like, we'll haul it. Dude, you got trash, just call him. Yeah, exactly. Plain and simple. Nailed it. Nailed it, John. I'm a genius. I'm a freaking genius. <laughs> so let's roll into it. I thought we could do something a little bit different because I haven't talked about any books for a while. So I thought for our rants, um, see what what books you got going on in your life. What what books you're reading or what books have you interested right now or that you're thinking on or, or what um, you got? So I have my books that I read every night, and then I have my Audible books that I listen to because I'm on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one I've been reading at night, it, my wife actually introduced it to me. Um, she read like three quarters of it and stopped, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But I really enjoyed it. It's um, by Mark Batterson. Uh, he's a preacher from the Washington, D.C. area, and it's called Chasing the Lion. And basically the theme of the book is, you know, like on the front of it says, if your dreams don't scare you, they're too small. Mm-hmm. And he just basically talks, there's a story about, I think the guy's name is Benaiah or something in the Bible. He was one of King David's men, and the whole premise of the book is um, he was out in the wilderness, and he came upon a lion, and instead of turning around and running, and this is like on a snowy day, yeah. instead of turning around and running, he chased it. He wrestled it. Oh, he did, and he chased it into a cave and killed it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then hence, from then on, it he became a, a, a high up in, in David's army, King David's army in the Bible. And anyways, but he uses that as his preface. But then he just, it's really neat because it gives a lot of like tactical stuff that you can do to do better. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of spiritual side to it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really liked. And then I've been listening to a book um, called Never Eat Alone. Uh-huh. It's kind of a networking book uh, by a guy named Keith Ferrazzi. And that's what I've been listening to on Audible. And that's a really interesting one uh, because this guy, like, basically, you know, made a, has made a living for however long. I mean, he's, he's, he's significantly older than I. I mean, he's kind of getting up there. And um, he, uh, he just talks about how he has manufactured this just massive network across the world by being a social person and reaching out to people and helping people. And it's been really interesting. And so that's been very insightful and really intriguing because I'm a very social person, but I'm not a very good networker. <laughs> so why not? It's just, it's, it's, it's a skill. Yeah. Well. It's a, it's definitely a big time skill. So that's, that's what's been on my mind. I've got a few other ones that I want to get to. Um, there's one by, um, a lady about emotional intelligence that's that's my next reading one once I finish uh, the Chasing the Lion one by Mark Batterson. But uh, but I want to get to that one next because that one really intrigues me. I, I, re- I really like to learn about um, emotional intelligence and stuff like that. So that, that intrigues me. Yeah, well, that's a valuable skill as well. Yeah. The, uh, the networking thing we've talked about on this podcast before, um, it's funny how different not different but there's um 
you've got this great avenue that's called social media now or the internet actually in general to network that uh, they didn't have in the past. You used to have to go be at a chamber of commerce meeting yeah. or something like that to meet people. And uh, we've talked about it on the podcast before, like so many times I've just sent messages to like quote unquote famous people or like big people and like they've responded back and we've started conversations. A lot of people don't, but like some people do. And it, uh, it's crazy what it, what it can produce. And uh, um, yeah. We've got that in our pocket all the all the time now that we yeah. can just pull out. Anytime mm-hmm. be like, you know, I would love to have a conversation with, you know, whoever, some famous person. You can send him a message like, yeah, the more famous, the less likely they are to read it or whatever. But like, you can still send a message. Like, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Which is like, you think about the value of just that, like. Mind blown. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, like I said so many times, people respond. I'm like, sure. I didn't think this guy would respond, <laughs> but uh, sweet. So, yeah, I, I think that is valuable skill and people need to, which you, you do do really good about that, dude. I know you like, anytime I go out to lunch, like I see you all the time out to lunch with people. Yeah. So you do yeah, I do. That. I'm a lot better in person. I have, I'm, I'm terrible about reaching out to people on social media. That is one thing I definitely need to improve on. But in person, I, I'm a lot better at, at doing stuff like that. I, I love to meet new people and rub shoulders with people that have, you know, accomplished, you know, different things in their lives that, that to them are success. And so I, uh, I definitely enjoy doing that. But, yeah, networking's a, a skill that I really would um, like to improve yeah. on. Well, then do it. So what books have you got going on? Um, so the book that's, that's been kind of front of mind, I've front of mind with me and, uh, I'm, uh, listening to it for the, uh, the second time now it's called, uh, loving what is, and kind of the whole idea of the book is that all stress and struggle in life comes from, um, trying to argue with reality. And so this lady um, she's got three questions that she, she gives in this book and she's got a course that she does and, and a lot of the books just audio from the course and so like transcribed from the course and so it's super, super interesting but she has these three questions and let's see if I can, can remember all three of them and what she does is she has a person like really say whatever, whatever it is and um, then, then go through these three questions and I've found it super valuable to go through these three questions in a lot of different situations. And so like, you know, say you walk in and your, um, your house is dirty. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a problem with your house being dirty. You have a problem that you think your house shouldn't be dirty. And so her deal is like, hey, like the house should be dirty. And how do we know that it should be dirty? Because it is dirty. Like, the house is already dirty. Like, so, so that's how it should be. Like, reality is the house is dirty. And the stress comes from trying to argue with that the house shouldn't be dirty. But, but like, you can't argue with what reality is, mm-hmm. is, is her whole premise. And so her questions, let's see if I can remember it all. So, like, you, you ask a statement and, and you first ask, like, is it true? Um, and then the second question you ask is, shoot, I'm going to totally mess this up. 
trying to remember. <laughs> I, I can't think of the third one, but so you ask the first one, like, is it true? Like, mm-hmm. say, like, it's like I've got an issue with my wife, and I'm like, oh, my wife is selfish. The first question is like, hey, is, is it true? Is my wife selfish? Like, is my wife always selfish? Like, is she a selfish? And yeah. it's like, no, like, there's times mm-hmm. where maybe she seems to me to be acting selfish, but she's not selfish. And then the next question is, um, I'm messing it up, but basically what you do is you turn it around on yourself. And you're like, I'm selfish. Like, am I selfish? And it, it just sends you into, a, like, pondering about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the most valuable thing that it does, um, all the butchering I'm doing of that, <laughs> is it, uh, it slows you down. Yeah. So, like, instead of reacting right off, like, you walk in and you're like, oh, you know, your wife says something. And you're like, oh, my wife is selfish. Like, it slows you down enough to be like, is my wife selfish? Like, and so you can actually process things because I think so often like we just fly off the handle and that's what uh, what the big deal is. So it's an it's an interesting book and like as you can tell me trying to recap it, I got enough good out of it that it interests me enough to read it again. And I definitely know I need to go through it again because it was it was such an interesting concept that I never thought of before. Huh, and man. so I I would recommend it. Um, I think it's a good book. Yeah, it's called Love and What Is. That's so, awesome. uh, yeah, that's that's the book on, on top of my mind. Real quick com- comment on books. I've come to learn that I almost get more out of books the second time I listen to them or read them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and there's books that once a year I've decided that I'm just going to read or listen to once a year. Oh, yeah, that's like uh, Richest Man in Babylon. Oh, yeah, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Those are like the two like staples of life. Like <laughs> If you're not doing those, I'm sorry, just... There's no hope. You know what I like to do? I like to listen to it at 1.5 or 2 times speed. Yes. And then if there's like a lot of good in that, then I'll go back through and I'll slow it down to like, you know, maybe 1.25 and re-listen. But then you go back to 1 and it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> why, like, why is he talking so yeah, slow? I'm like, oh, spit it out already. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So... Yeah, that, that's it for our books, our book recommendation. Welcome to, to Trash Talk Book Club. <laughs> you guys want to start a book club, huh? It'll be super fun. <laughs> super cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> make sweaters. <laughs> um, and bake cookies. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, getting into the, the meat of the podcast. So, this week I was with leadership all, all week, and we... Talked about a lot of different things, but one huge thing that I took away from it was the discussion we had and the work we did, the exercises and the different things we did around commitments. And I'm not going to attempt to teach what I learned um, or anything like that, but I'd like to share my experience. But first off, I'd like to um, just open up that question like to you, John, of how... When you hear the word commitments, like how do you hold that? What does that mean mean to you, like the commitments that you have in your life? Um, oh man, that's, a, that's kind of a, a big question. One thing that I've just personally learned, and I don't by any means profess to have it all figured out, but when it comes to commitments, I've learned, well, I'm learning when to actually go into commitments and say, no, I don't want to, and like mm-hmm. decide when to say no and pick your battles. Because if you commit to everything and, and 
then all of a sudden you bite off way more than you can chew, which I have a terrible habit of. Uh-huh. And so in my book, like I've had to learn when to commit to something and not to commit to it. And then there's the whole side of commitments with other people, um, of you know people within relationships and all that. But as in the broad of like taking on a commitment of doing something that you commit to do, I would have to say that um, that that you know you need to kind of say okay, I'm okay with these kind of commitments, but these kind of commitments I know lead me down a path I don't want to go down mm-hmm. because. I'll go down those rabbit holes and then end up, you know, in places I don't want to end up and in situations I don't want to be in. And so that's, that's what I've learned with commitments um, recently is, you know, pick and choose, but, um, you know, stick to the ones you do because um, not um, living up to a commitment will mess with you like it it messes with your confidence Mm -hmm. i strongly believe like if you make a commitment to do something finish it and if you don't then you're going to regret it and so if you make that commitment finish it and if you don't want to have to finish it then don't make the commitment yeah let me let me ask you this what are you committed to in your life kind of a broad question do you do you want me to just kind of like what what i'm committed to like becoming and doing in my life yeah like your life like what like yeah it could be broad could be really narrow like what are you committed to in your life i'm committed to becoming the best version of myself like not that i was a great athlete but i loved sports Uh uh-huh and the 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 getting better yeah like just i fell in love with that and now that's transferred into a ton of other aspects of my life of like i just want to be the best version of me that i can be and that i'm like that's probably the most committed that aspect of my life right now is probably the most committed i've been to anything in my life Mm -hmm. Um, because I was a very non-committal kid. Like, <laughs> people are like, just choose something. It doesn't matter. I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to do. You know? So that's one thing. And and I think I could narrow that down into a lot of things of, you know, in my personal life, with my wife, with my kids, mm-hmm. uh, in business, with my family, with my friends, you know, and all of that. But uh, but I'd have to say being the best version of myself and and just continually getting better at, at what I can be and what I can do, that's what I'm, like, obsessed with. Yeah. Dude, that's freaking awesome. That, yeah, I love that, man. Because, so. uh, yeah. And I love that you can just, like, share that without, uh, like, any, any, like, uh, hesitation. Like, um, what I mean by that is, it seems like a lot of people, especially a lot of people in yours and my world, like are so afraid of um, ever putting themselves first mm-hmm. um, because they think they're supposed to be humble or aren't sure what humble means or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like that, uh, like you rarely hear that answer. Yeah. So, I, dude, I think that's freaking awesome. And uh, that was a question that was posed to us this week um, in this leadership group. And we did a lot of work um, that uh, 
let us all to agree that like, yeah, you really can't be committed to more than like four or five, maybe six things in your life. And um, like the best definition I've ever heard of, of commitment is doing whatever's necessary. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, like if you've got anything besides that, anything that falls short of that, you've got something besides commitment. Like it's yeah. maybe something that you really want or, or something, but it's not, not committed. It's not like I'm, I'm willing to do whatever's necessary. And uh, so we, we did an exercise where we actually went and not only did we list what we're committed to, but we listed it out in a hierarchy. Um, because one thing we can be sure of is um, in life, like we'll have commitments and a lot of times those commitments will compete. Like they'll be yeah. like, we've all seen that. Like you want to be with your family and like you want to be with your business and like there's only a certain amount of time or, mm-hmm. or different things like that. And uh, so I wanted to share mine. Like I said, I, I don't have any intention of like teaching what I learned there, but I thought it would be um, useful to share my experience that's been this last week. So we listed those out and, and my five um, were, were in this order that I would, committed to myself um similar to to what you said like i'm committed to being happy i'm committed to being healthy and um like i think without me like there's not anything else in my life because i'm not there yeah that's (laughs) a really good way to put it like um i'm I'm committed to myself and um i'm committed to my wife and having a relationship with her that's deep and meaningful and her having a fulfilling life and a happy life um, I'm committed to my children and having a relationship with them that they can use me as a resource in their life and that we have a deep and meaningful relationship. And I'm committed to building wealth for my family so that we don't have to worry about paying bills. It's not our main constraint or our main worry in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, listing those out in that way and in a hierarchy... Um, you know, it was a good exercise, and it really made us think. Like, it took a lot of time to really, and like, we we kind of poked at it at our different things and questioned, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, where does God fall in this? Like, what's your commitment to God?" And like, we really flushed a lot of it out. Like, yeah, okay, and there's still work for me to be done on certain ones. Of like, okay, like, where does that really lie? But what I've experienced in just a week's time is how much that can inform me in like what I'm doing. Because mm. I can sit back in almost every situation, and what I'm doing, and go, okay, what, why, why am I doing what I'm doing right now? What commitment does it serve? And I was, I've been flabbergasted in the last week with how many things I do in my life that don't serve any of the things I'm committed to. <laughs> Not a single one. <laughs> like, like, it's just like. I'm doing a thing. <laughs> like, and then you look at you and you're like, damn, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And like in this last week, it's like, oh, well, that's not serving anything I'm committed to. So I'm going to stop doing this right now and go do something that, like, that does serve that. And there's been times where, you know, um, yesterday, I think it was a good example. Like, you know, me and my wife had had a discussion. She was spun up and, you know, mostly external things that had her spun up. I was pretty spun up. And, so, like, I, I was sitting there, and I'm like, I, I wanted to go to the gym. I had not gone to the gym first thing in the morning because I had some stuff to take care of at work. I took care of that, and in the evening, we had 
um, had the intention of going out to the woods and some other stuff came up and then she decided she wasn't feeling like doing it. Anyway, there was, she was spun up. I was a little bit spun up and like generally I would have been like, I need to just stay here because I wouldn't want a chance like setting her off worse by being like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And I was sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm like not doing what I want to do. I'm just sitting there watching TV with them. And I'm like, hold up. Like my first commitment is like to myself so I can bring myself to this situation. Like I'm not fully here. I can't be fully here with my wife and with my kid. Two commitments that I have because I haven't taken care of that first one first. Like I need to take care of myself. I'm more myself when I know like I took care of my health. I, I'm handled like, and I can bring myself. And uh, so I left and I went to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, can't go to the gym. And like, Drum roll. <laughs> well, it actually turned out to be like re- really good. And like it, it may have not. But mm-hmm. what I knew is like whether she, I came up, came home and she was more spun up or whether I uh, um, came home and, she, you know, everything kind of cooled relaxed. off. Yeah, cooled off. Like either way, I could bring myself to either one of those situations. And what it turned out to be is like she'd cooled off. So like I could really be with her for the rest of the night. Instead of me holding on to something where it's like I didn't even get my freaking workout in because you were all spun up over there and I had to freaking sit here with you and uh, like I don't know like it's like I said it's been a week and I've I we've had discussions around commitments but like man this was really an impactful one for me and I've been amazed at the difference in just a short amount of time mm. and so um, I'd encourage everyone that listens to us to to do a little bit of that exercise like go in and. Uh, look at what you're committed to mm-hmm. um and and like make those decisions and and then be awake to that when you're doing something like and and that's the other thing like i've gone to the gym so many times in those situations and kind of have to ask it because i'm like i'm trying to get out of here real fast like i'll skip half my warm-up then my workout's not that good then i only do a quarter of it anyway and then i go home <laughs> and it's like worst of every world and yeah. that's because it's not intentional it's just like why am i going i don't really know and um there's just so much power in being like okay i'm clear what i'm committed to yeah let me go handle myself and then okay what like that's handled i'm handled like i'm good over here what else need like what are my other commitments you oh awesome like full in all the way there and so it was awesome so yeah we did it in the triangle we listed it out, so if you want to do it in a triangle, like, go for it, uh, whatever. And, like, you know, being with the group I was in obviously had a big impact and everything. And, like I said, there was a lot of work that went in before we got that. But I think any part of sitting back and thinking about what you're committed to will have a big impact. So, Well, just kind of listen to that. I think that that'll have, you know, doing that, you're, you're experiencing – I don't know, for, for lack of a better term, the, like a trickle-down factor. You know, of, okay, you're good. You can then go back to maybe a slightly volatile situation of a uh, hormonal upset pregnant wife, <laughs> which you, you'll make it through. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, but if you have you right and you do you, then it's a lot easier for her to do her. Yeah. Well, one thing I know, like, if I'm good, I can freaking handle anything. Yeah. Like, there's not, there's nothing I can't freaking handle. I can 
build whatever business, do whatever thing I've got to do. Like, like I absolutely occur for myself like that if I've got myself handled. Exactly. But just like you said, if you don't keep your commitments, and and I would say like a lot of times I think commitments and agreements get get um, interchanged. And I, I do view them as separate things. Like an agreement to do a thing, I think, is different than like what I'm committed to in life. Yeah. But whether it's your commitments or your agreements that you're falling short on, like, has an impact on you. Yeah. And so, yeah, you like don't occur for yourself nearly as powerful. And so that's, uh, yeah, that, that's what I had to share around commitments, man. Dude, that's freaking awesome. And, and like, dude, I, again, I just, I love that you were able to right off the bat, like, dude... I know what I'm committed to, and it's like me becoming the best I can be. Like that's such a small population in the world can do that. Which is funny because I feel like still that is so vague. Because I feel like, yes, I know, I know, like I want to be the best version of myself, but what that entails. I still have so much to learn about that. And I know I'll never have it figured out, absolutely. But like, I have been talking to my wife a ton recently about like, I just want to learn as much as I can about myself. Mm -hmm. And that might sound like weird to some people, but like, I want to understand what like makes me tick, why I do things, why I act certain ways in certain situations. Because to be honest, I don't know. Yeah. And a lot of the time. Well, like a, a huge buzzword you hear around that I, I spend a lot of time thinking of is authenticity. Yeah. And like, I think there's like, it's thrown around as a buzzword all the time. Oh, yeah. It's but it's everywhere. like, man, who, how many people really actually know themselves to know if they're being authentic or not? Because I know there's a lot of times for me, I'm like, man, like it's, it's a lot of times for me, it's a post game type deal. Like, I look back and review my day, and, like, that's when I can look at that, and, like, I was inauthentic on that. Like, I don't, I don't, think, that, I don't think that aligns for me, how I wasn't. Yeah. But, like, in the moment, like, it's really hard for me. So I totally relate to, like, yeah, like, I, I don't think we know ourselves. I think there's a ton of work to do in that. Oh, so absolutely. If it was that easy, like, we'd all just be working whatever job, like, would totally fulfill us. And, oh, yeah. And, like, it'd be easy. Like, yeah. there'd be no work to be done. It would just be, like oh, I totally know myself and this job fits best in this area with this many kids and this thing, and so it's done. Voila. (laughs) Yeah, so. Well, Freak Man, I appreciate you running out here tonight, man, because that was an awesome conversation. Well, thank you. I'm glad to help. Everyone listening to the podcast, like or uh, give us five stars. Give us five stars. That's what I want to say. And also. Not four, five. Five stars. If you got four to give, just stop listening. Like, (laughs) like if you think we're a four-star podcast, stop listening he might he might chase you down if you give us four i was what he's saying <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right uh hit up garrett the trash man across all platforms g-a-r-e-t-t the trash man um starting to mess around with tiktok a little bit if you guys i i'm not gonna lie not a fan of the platform but that doesn't mean i'm not gonna play with it so check it check it out or across any of the platforms all right you got any, any plugs you guys do you peace Oh, God. God damn it.